How are you doing? Hope everyone's doing well. Yes, are you as, as cold as we are? You're colder, most likely. Yes, probably. Um, given that it's usually about 30 Celsius outside here just now with humidity. Well, today is December 21st, so it's the longest day of the year where we are. That's right. And the sun was out to, I don't know, 7 o'clock today? Yep. <laughs> On the longest day A of the long year. Long day. Yep. <laughs> Sam at 6.45. Um, he's like, I have a, I still have time to play. It's not nighttime yet. Why are we trying to get ready for bed? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we going to light the advent candle when it's not dark at 6.45? Yeah, yeah, so we had to explain the concept of longest day of the year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, here we are. It's uh, the end of 2020, just about. And we are gearing up for Christmas uh, we've got some guests coming around on Friday, so we're kind of shaping up for that. Sam uh, is obviously in school holiday mode now, so we've got one or two things going on with him. Uh, I'd say all in all, we're, we're tired, but we're feeling okay. Yeah, um, it's been really busy. Mm. Um, one of our volunteers, I think on our last podcast, we talked about her bachelorette or wedding shower slash hen weekend, whatever you want to call it, depending on where you are. Um, so that was a week ago? Yes. It was exactly a week ago. And the wedding? Was on Friday. Yeah. So that was quite a busy time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, the, the, the hen weekend slash bachelorette slash wedding shower went really well. It was really nice. We had a lovely fancy dinner. Um, I helped provide mocktails. Mm. Um, everyone was astounded with my ability to mix mint, lime, soda, and sugar together. <laughs> They're like, did you take a course? I'm like, no, literally the first time I've ever done this, but I did look a recipe up online. Wow. And I went back to my Humble childhood. To boot. Absolutely. And I went back to my childhood and the other mocktail was Shirley Temple's. Fantastic. Does any Canadian worth their salt will know what Shirley Temple is? I'm hoping other people do too, but... You can, you can you can answer in the following silence. Okay, and uh, <laughs> we're also uh, gearing up, well, not gearing up for it now, we are well and truly into a second wave here. Um, unfortunately, there are now a good three or four hundred confirmed cases each day just in Santa Cruz. Um, so yeah, things are getting restricted a little bit again. Um, not as harsh as before, but we don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, I, I think there's kind of the mentality that you wouldn't really be able to get people to stay in their houses again in such a strict way as they did the first time. Mm. I think there's some people who are well and truly traumatized by that experience and wouldn't obey any laws in which they were forced to stay indoors. Um, one of the restrictions, like um, shopping on certain days, depending on your carnet number, started today. And I went shopping today to get Sam's Christmas presents, and no one asked to look at my carnet. Mm, wow. So, <laughs> I, ID card. ID card, is, yeah. Carnet. So no one asked to check that I was supposed to be shopping today. Today was my shopping day. No one checked. So funnily enough, in the week before Christmas, the shops can't be bothered checking. Yes. Oh, well. The cynic in me would think there's something at play there, but no, I doubt it. Um... So yeah, there's all that. Um, so that's roughly kind of what's going on just now with us. Uh, we're looking forward to Christmas. Look forward to got our traditional candlelight service this uh, Thursday in the church, which is going to be cool. 
all the usual trimmings. Um, but we thought this uh, on this episode, which will be the last one of the year, um, we thought it'd be a good time not just to reflect on recent weeks, but indeed the year, uh, which um, I don't know about you, uh, <laughs> but it's been a bit mental for us. Um, just looking back, uh, Amanda, cast your mind ba- back to mm. December 31st, 2019. <laughs> Insert harp sound here. Um, when you think about that, maybe when you were looking forward to 2020, what do you think some of the things, if you, if you don't mind switching your phone off, uh, what are some of the things that uh, we were especially anticipating or excited about then? Um, well, we were looking forward to our trip to Colombia, mm. which COVID did not interrupt. It was in January. Mm. Um, so we did travel to Colombia at the end of January, beginning of February. Um, I know lots of people probably had their holiday plans interrupted this year. We were very blessed to still get to take our holiday at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was following the the Lamb Canada conference, which yes. was our, our main reason for going to Colombia, yes. which was great. It was weird because we hadn't seen a lot of our kind of Lamb Canada cohorts in quite some time. Um, Little did we know that we were going to see quite a lot more of them uh, during the year to come. <laughs> yes, because Zoom meetings would open that door. Yes. Um, anyway, so what other things, before we get into all that, what other things were we kind of excited about? Well, my family was coming out in June, mm. supposed to be coming out in June, and it wasn't just my mom. My sister was going to come out and bring her two kids, who are both younger than Sam. One of them seven months younger, and another one is two years younger, so... She was going to travel to Bolivia with two uh, children and my mom, and they were going to come and get to see how Sam lived. His cousins were going to kind of visit him. And then the my, month after... Yeah, my folks were going to come out the month after. That's right, in July. In fact, I was... Uh, I think I mentioned it before, but I was actually going to travel to Scotland myself in March, um, just as things closed up, so... So that was another thing that I was, you know, it was, it was just a few months away really when 2020 began. So that was something I was very excited about. Um, yeah, I think we we're looking forward to, yeah, I guess I think um, really consolidating things a bit more here in Santa Cruz. Obviously the year before we were still kind of settling in. I think we we're really looking forward to uh, maybe... Yeah, expanding a little bit, uh, developing our ministries, mm-hmm. uh, both in Amanda's work with Short Termers, my, my own work in the church and with Langham. Um, and was, our, our ministries did develop, but of course, again, in, in ways that in very, we didn't foresee. Yeah, in very different ways, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My work with Short Termers definitely looked different than what I envisioned. You know, my general job when things are normal you know, involve um, finding placements, creating contacts between our mission and ministries, um, reading profiles of people who want to come out and matching them with projects. And then when they're here, you do orientation and there's a lot of paperwork and then you check in on them. But it's mainly their mentors who do the kind of daily and weekly kind of one-on-ones with them. But I kind of more pop in and out. Um, and then do six monthly reviews and then debriefs. And it's kind of like this cycle that rolls through with every volunteer. But this time, because of pandemic, it was a lot more intense. It started off with daily. How are we doing? Mm. Is everyone okay? How are we taking care of ourselves? And, you know, as people kind of got comfortable or used to pandemic, it became weekly and 
and things like that. But there was a lot more member care and one-on-ones um, this year than I would normally do. And all the other work stopped. So all of a sudden I'm looking up the next year and I'm like, oh, paperwork again. I wonder what that looks like. Mm. Yeah, it's, it was, uh, it completely changed that for you uh, in, terms of that, in terms of that work. And I think, you know, just when it hit, um, I guess initially, like with all these things for us, for everyone else, there was just this, this struggle to just accept what was happening uh, when, when the first wave came and the, the pandemic uh, was very much in motion. I think just being, I, I mean, I was just thinking about it though, it, it does seem a long time ago, but it was crazy. Like we were indoors all the time. We couldn't even, we would sometimes sneak out into our garden and hope that no one saw us. Yeah, we weren't allowed on our street for at least crazy. four months. You couldn't step onto your street unless it was your day to go do the shopping. I don't think it was quite four months, was it? Maybe three. Uh, it was a long time anyway. But I remember I, I definitely was itching to get out and be, be with people as an extrovert. I absolutely miss being with people. And then as soon as I was allowed to get out, I definitely had anxiety about all of a sudden entering the world again. And how do we balance life again? How do you make daily decisions and like re- program your time to be able to be showered and dressed to then go meet someone at an agreed time? I, I can't remember how to do that again because I've just been like, floating around my house for the last three months Mm. and I found that really really stressful yeah also I was thinking just there shopping you know oh I didn't shop Craig did all the shopping yeah but even just going shopping uh back then like it was like a ghost town you would get up uh, I would have to get up sometimes like six six thirty to go out because you were only allowed to go out in the mornings that was the other thing Mm -hmm. Uh, I just remembered that today and sometimes I would jog <laughs> um, or cycle and there'd just be a few people walking around, there'd be no cars. I remember the first time I went out and the regulations were meant to be very, very strict uh, and wow, it was just crazy seeing these roads so quiet um, and yeah, that that was just, that was very, very strange um, and you didn't shop, well, you just... I guess you were just floored by it, weren't you? Well, I mean, you had to walk or cycle five kilometers. Yeah, and that's then, right. That's right, because we couldn't use a car because we didn't have permission yes, to drive. That's it, yeah. We couldn't use a car. And so Craig had so to Amanda walk. Amanda wasn't having I that. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not walking <laughs> or cycling five kilometers for even necessities like food. Mm. <laughs> that's just beyond me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we there were people we knew who only a select few people were given permission to drive. Among them were farmers, uh, a lot of them received it. So there were one or two farmers we know in the church who were able to help us with getting back from the supermarket and that kind of thing. Otherwise it would have been impossible. I think one of the things that really scared me at the beginning of quarantine was obviously the concept of school going online and Sam being home all the time. Mm. The truth is that Sam has been in some form of daycare or education since he was two, mm-hmm. two and a half. We put him into Bolivian daycare in Trinidad at two years old, didn't we? That's right. And so we've always had some space in our day mm-hmm. where he was with someone else. Yeah, so it's not, it's not, let's be clear, this isn't really about him, it's about us. It's about us, oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, we didn't really fathom how to parent 24-7 uh, 
for almost a year <laughs> without support. I and if you told us by then yes. it would be almost a year, we'd have collapsed. I didn't think we could <laughs> handle it. I thought yeah. we would die. I mean, like not, you know, I thought we would break down. <laughs> yeah, yes. I did. <laughs> but it wasn't because of Sam. Um, no. It's just that increased burden when we in our own work as well were... I think especially you with the short-termers, you were more burdened than ever. You had more uh, to deal with, more to work through emotionally, psychologically with people. And then having, you know, uh, just adjusting to uh, the kind of more full-time childcare, I guess, as well. It was hard. It was hard to kind of accept that we could actually do it. Mm. I didn't think that we were capable of doing it. But we are here, and I think Sam is actually come on and matured during this time so apparently we can do it <laughs> i think he really has and and i think i mentioned it in our update which i sent out a week or two ago um but we really do feel a lot closer as a family um through it all yeah he's had his you know it's been well uh, well reported in this podcast he's had his ups and downs behavior wise um, but I think there's no doubt that for the increased time together, we're a lot closer as a unit. And I think, you know, that's probably one thing that already we can look back and be really thankful for. And, and I think we'll see more fruit of that in future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So just, you know, as things, as people got used to this ugh, new normal, to use that dreaded phrase, um, everything went online. So... Of course, church uh, went online, but we were used to that uh, because of the strike last year, the civil strikes. Um, So we'd already had about four Sundays of Zoom church. So we were just, for us, it was just like slotting back into our usual rhythm in a way. Uh, But of course, little did we know it was going to be for a whole six months. Um, But yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it was good to do that, but also very hard as well not to have that contact um, and we're completely Zoom fatigued. Oh yeah, and yeah, and I I would say that I think a lot of Zoom meetings <laughs> took place this year, uh, which uh, didn't, which weren't taking place before, uh, and I get the impression they might be continuing into the future, um, and that's um, yeah, that's that's quite a lot to have to deal with as well, uh, because I think for a lot of people this year there was more time available to them. I think especially if you have young children, it was actually the opposite. Um, and so that was something that we had to juggle. And I think in in certain respects, we just had to accept that there were some that we couldn't get to. Not church, though. I, I want to I wanna stress this as pastor. <laughs> Not church, all right? Uh, I, uh, yes, we, uh, we made all of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Craig preached, so yes, uh, he was absolutely there. I actually didn't make all of them. Yeah, they well, were okay. the royal we. <laughs> the royal we. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was definitely a year in which we also, you know, um, felt the loss of a lot of things. You yeah. know, the family not coming out for me. That's still kind of is probably one of the biggest things. Is when you're on the mission field, people coming to visit you, I can't even begin to describe what it means to get a visit from an overseas guest. Mm. I just can't um, express. Do you think they're getting the hint yet, Amanda? I, I like listen. I cannot express <laughs> how much it means to get guests 
oh, um, to come visit you. It, it, mm. it, it breaks up your rhythm and it gives you something to look forward to. They um, um, bring a piece of home with them. But it's also the what it means. It means that someone cares enough about you to take time out of their schedule and put money where their mouth is and buy a ticket mm. and want to see you. And I think when you live so far away from all your family and friends, it really means something. Yeah. And so we had these two big visits planned this year and to lose those, it's like you've lost a touching stone. It's kind of like, okay, I'm at the beginning of the year and then the family's coming and then we'll get to Christmas. And then after six months after we've got home assignments. So you have these little stepping stones to get you through mm. um, between times when you're away from family and friends and, and to lose that giant t- touching stone for me in the middle of the year was was huge and and something that i have been grieving mm. pretty much the whole year yeah yeah it was it's been very hard I, I still get really frustrated i really wanted to experience scotland in march i just wanted to be in this lovely cold country which none of you will understand uh, but i wanted to do that i wanted to play a bit of golf um, and yeah, I wanted to see my family and, and friends and, and that's hard to, uh, yeah, just, it's taken, it took me months to get over that, I think, really. Um, and yeah, it's not just been family though, we've had, um, lots of friends actually have, have left Bolivia, uh, during this time as well. People with, people who've, with a, if you'll excuse the cliche, have become like family to us. Um, have had have necessarily had to leave whether it be for COVID itself uh, or things that perhaps COVID has maybe exposed this year uh, or or just regular home assignment Uh yeah so it's it is kind of a double shot to be like oh no one's coming to visit me and my friends and support group here are now also going home so I'll just do COVID by myself in Bolivia um that was hard. I mean, like, we totally understand it, and it's the nature of our um, lifestyle. Yeah. People are always coming and going. Um, and we were not in a position to be able to go home. Mm. Both of us had work that was continuing here, as opposed to other people's ministries that stopped because of restrictions. Um, but we both had work to keep doing, and Sam didn't have a passport or yeah. the ability to get a visa in the middle of lockdown. So we were stuck. Yes, and so, yeah, lots of tough stuff happening at the same time, lots of kind of coping mechanisms uh, withdrawn from us in a way, and I guess probably the biggest result of that and the biggest thing we really had to work through this year uh, was, I guess, something of a resurfacing uh, of some of the burnout symptoms Amanda had had a few years ago. That was by far the toughest episode of this year around about the really the middle of the year for a couple of months it was about june yeah Yeah, the beginning of june Mm -hmm. um i think it was you know i had spent the last year and a half from returning from scotland on medical leave until the beginning of 2020 recovering and building up kind of work again and activities i was doing a course i was i was trying to get back to to a level of activity that I was kind of used to. And I think I was doing well, but it kind of turns out that I was doing too much Mm. and I had no margins left. So all of a sudden, you know, global crisis, 
can't leave your house, lose all your coping mechanisms, but you keep pushing through for three months because, you know, you still have work to do. And then all of a sudden, all the reserves that I just spent two years building up was gone that quickly. And all of a sudden I was back in bed. I couldn't move. I had no energy. I was sleeping 12 hours. Um, abnormal patterns. I couldn't sleep at night, slept through the mornings. Um, it was horrible to feel that bad again. Um, thankfully this time there wasn't a lot of the mental and emotional stuff because I'd worked through a lot of those issues back during medical leave and, and mainly this was physical, although there was some frustration mm. over the whole situation and why I have to be this way and why I continually struggle with this and things like that. But a lot, the majority of it was physical and I just lost the ability to, to function again. And Craig had to keep working and parent and online school and <laughs> it was a bit of a nightmare. He was a saving grace and it's probably a weird saving grace but the big saving grace was that this wasn't the first time it had happened to us. Uh, the hard thing was that it hadn't happened, the hard thing sorry was that it, it wasn't the first time but that was also a good thing because I think it meant, especially for me, that I knew how to respond. Uh, I didn't respond perfectly. Um, we still had our moments, uh, but rather than the first time where I was like, um, this is a joke, you're making this up, or um, you know, I was just, just having no clue and being quite visibly scared the whole time, um, we actually kind of knew what we were dealing with and we were able to face it, uh, not necessarily with confidence, I'd say, <laughs> but certainly uh, with definitely more assurance uh, compared to before. And so, you know, that that's one of these weird things that shows, you know, as hard as it was a few years ago, um, we, I guess we began to saw some of the purpose, we began to see some of the purpose for that, uh, just in what happened this year. And, you know, that's gonna happen a few years down the line with COVID-19 as well. Um, it's amazing how God works. Um, but yeah, it was a, that was a very, very uh, tough episode this year. I think some a moment I remember, Amanda, is I think it was maybe late July or early August where a couple who are friends of ours came to visit just for maybe an hour uh, with their son, uh, was there son there, Sabrina? I think, yeah. Any, yeah, he was. Anyway, and they just came, they sat outside, of course, because back then it was all still very restricted. It was all outside. And we sat, we had a drink. And I think that was the first contact you'd had for quite some time, sort of face-to-face. -face. And I rem I think from that moment on, uh, things gradually, uh, we began to see a very, very slow but steady recovery. And it was amazing what that contact with people did. Um, now, actually, they said that COVID was like, you know, the introvert's uh, dream. And I actually quite, in some respects, night times especially, it was like, yeah, I don't have any meetings. I can catch up on all my classic movies and stuff. It was quite nice. Um, but for you, you depend more on that uh, human contact. And I could see Amanda... Uh, not just that day, but as the contact increased with the, as the weeks and months went by, 
that was a huge uh, factor in you re-emerging, uh, in a sense. Not that we're fully out there at all. But. No, but, you know, we're, we're getting there. I'm definitely, by the beginning of September, I was moving around again, mm. per- trying to participate in life. Um, I still can't handle the online schooling. Craig does most of it. And that's not so much burnout as, I don't know, having kind of a tiger mom and <laughs> having no patience with people who are learning. No, My, myself included. Yeah, I know. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I should never, ever be involved in any form of education. Yeah. Le- leave them kids alone, I'd say. <laughs> Put it in the words of Pink Floyd. Yeah, says the Sunday school coordinator. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's, that's a very good point. Let's say, uh, <laughs> looking forward 2021, know that. Yeah. Um, but as well as that, um, yeah, I guess then it was October that church reopened. Um, and I remember even myself, you know, they, they talk about the, I can't remember, is it the five stages of grief? Uh, and is, is acceptance the last one? And I think maybe for myself, at least, in terms of church, at least, for the last couple of months, maybe, of our Zoom services, I'd maybe got to a stage where I was like, you know what, this isn't great, but, you know, we're into rhythm now, we can do this, we're pretty good at it, even. Um, and I remember even our, our sort of last major board meeting before we decided to reopen at a time when it was, you know, it looked like it would be practical and legal, of course, to reopen. And uh, I was one of the last ones that needed convincing uh, that we should do it in a way. Just I wanted to be very, very cautious, I guess, for those uh, on behalf of those people who I knew were very reluctant to come out. However, uh, you know, as soon as we did it that first Sunday, wow, I will, I hope I will never take church for granted again. Um, what an amazing blessing we have to be able to go to church every Sunday. And we know that pandemic notwithstanding, that's something that millions of brothers and sisters around the world are denied um, through persecution and things like that. And so um, that's been, in a way, a great blessing the last few months as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my attendance has still been a bit patchy because there's no children's program yet. And so... Sometimes it's I all right. This, this, Amanda, this podcast is not a report on your attendance of church, okay? Do you know what? I have to say that my attendance at church, obviously, as previously stated, has been patchier this year for lots of different reasons. And at the same time, there was something quite freeing about it to be like, you know what? I'm not going to attend this Zoom meeting this week, and it's going to be okay, and mm-hmm. God and I are okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Craig is right. Going back and being able to fellowship with people in person and worship, especially singing together, has been really oh, special. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of live streaming, though. That hasn't worked out for our church at all yet, has it? No, not really. Well, it did. Yeah, we're having some technical issues with that. We're we're grappling with that, and obviously, uh, when she's not able to come out, the the first uh, sort of reportee, the first report I get as to the quality of the live stream is Amanda. It's usually a thumbs down. Um, so, so yeah, it's just yeah technical issues with sound primarily. Our church sounds like an aircraft hangar if you if you don't have microphones on. Or the or the you know the service just cutting out halfway through worship and never mm. coming back. Yeah, all these people trying to call me midway through. I really need to put it on airplane mode. Um, I guess yeah, at the beginning of the year as well, we were hoping for political stability in Bolivia. 
and uh, yeah, we were hoping that the elections that were due to happen at some time would come and go relatively peacefully. I think we we've touched on that recently, but we that did happen more or less. There was basically one day of strike action, but since after it, from people who didn't like the result very much, but really it was sour grapes to be honest, and and that's all fizzled out. Um, yeah, I guess going back to family, uh, in terms of loss, uh, I guess my own family, we had a, uh, we had, um, I guess a, a genuine loss, if I can put it that way, in my grandma's passing, uh, which was which was hard uh, towards the end of September. Yeah, that, that's something that would have been, yeah, I guess I'd always thought, she was my last grandparent and I'd always thought I'd at least be able to get back for the funeral and things if that happened, but Obviously, that wasn't the case. That was kind of tough to uh, to sort of work through. But um, with all four of my grandparents, I can rejoice that, that they all died in the Lord. And we, we know that she gave a really faithful Christian witness in her last uh, two or three days in the in the hospital. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's something to be thankful for. Yeah, and I mean, like, processing grief again, is, is I'm not going to say everyone processes grief differently, but the aspect of being overseas and not being home for the death of a loved one or being able to attend the funeral, um, mm. you process that loss emotionally because you know it mentally and then you feel it emotionally, but you have to reprocess it again when you go home. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you you feel the loss more because the way that you experience going home is different because now you actually experience the absence mm-hmm. that you didn't feel when you were overseas because you didn't see them when you were overseas. Um, so instead of it just being a mental thing, it now actually becomes a physical um, absence that you are experiencing and it means that you will have to grieve it again. Yeah. Um, I think Saturdays are going to feel weird when we go home because that was usually the day... The last few years that I guess my parents took grandma out and we would quite often tag along with them, with Sam and go to a park or go go somewhere nice in Scotland, which isn't hard to do. They're all nearby. But yeah, I guess being out of that rhythm will be weird when we go back. That's when it'll like you say, Amanda, that the the, the lack of that will make it feel more real. Okay. It wasn't all doom and gloom. There were some really cool things, uh or really uh, I guess the cool things on the face of it that happened this year. Obviously, as we say, all of these things will one day be redeemed. Uh, but things that were encouraging, you know, as the year went by, obviously we've touched on the fact that, you know, in Colombia, um, we were there, we had a, we actually had a, we had a great time at the conference. And it was also really our first family holiday in ages, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, just a nice beach holiday. Uh, man, how we needed that and how how we needed that coming going forward into the year yeah. little did we know it yeah it was a blessing to be able to have that and carry it into the year and and i think it was our first family holiday that was just like the three of us yeah i think every other holiday we've ever been on we've taken a family member like my mom or your mom or someone came with us it was the and first we, we time. love our moms we do and love we especially moms. love our mothers-in-law just want to stress that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a really good time. And Sam still talks about it. Sam remembers it and has very fond memories of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a cool time up there on the coast, uh, up in Santa Marta. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, I mentioned a while back the bike ride I did, which was just a 
really exciting day, that cool bike ride, 120 kilometers, um, mostly downhill. Uh, that was a really cool thing to do. It was great to raise money for, for Novo, which is a fantastic ministry, but um, yeah, just enjoy that day and enjoy the, the great scenery around here. Um, yeah, we saw really, we've seen really good fruit from the Langham ministry. Um, we've had, um, I think I mentioned in our last newsletter that... Um, and podcast. And po- did we? Was that in the last podcast as well? I think so. Oh, well, anyway, yeah, we've seen... That's right, it was then. So we saw, um, yeah, one of the guys in the in my Langham cell preach at church. So that was, that sort of tangible fruit is really great to see. And also something, I guess, in terms of ministry and church ministry specifically, that's just arisen in the last couple of months. And this is probably, again, COVID has given us more impetus, is uh, we've, had, we've made a bit more contact with other pastors of international churches, specifically, um, a chap in, in uh, Buenos Aires called uh, Werner Schwart from South Africa. Was that good? That was great. So, so, <laughs> I think I was channeling my inner Gary Player there. Anyway, he uh, yeah, he's an international pastor of the church in Buenos Aires and an international church ministry, of course. When I say international church ministry, I don't, I don't mean church ministry anywhere in the world. Uh, I'm specifically referring to churches like Trinity, that serve usually an English language group in a foreign culture. As internationally mixed congregation. Yes, that's the that's the way that's the better way Ethnically to put it. Ethnically diverse. Yes. Right. Multiple cultures. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll stop being problematic. Anyway, so so he's made contact and actually this uh, this coming Wednesday, the twenty third, we're gonna have our first meeting of all the pastors, not all the pastors, but a, a large group of pastors in the what's called the Cono Sur, the southern cone uh, of South America. So that's like Bolivia, Argentina, Uruguay, Chile. Uh, Chile. Uh, we're going to be getting together on Zoom. On Zoom. Guess. <laughs> you, you never guess. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be good. And I'm really looking forward to the fruit of that in years to come uh, because, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed being pastor of Trinity, but I'm aware that, um, you know, it's quite a quirky ministry uh, compared to other church uh, pastoral ministries and it's gonna yeah it'd be good to see how other people uh, skin that particular cat yeah okay skinning cats yep i'm always up for that so that was well that's 2020 some, that was something else that happened i think we were offered like five or six different cats this year yes how on earth could I have forgotten to mention that? Because we love cats. <laughs> we love cats. Adore them. We wouldn't have wanted to skin one at all. <laughs> yeah. We said uh, no to all of them. Yes. And decided to get a new dog next year. Yes, probably because we would have wanted to skin them. Uh, <laughs> and I can't imagine what Sam would have done to them. Anyway, that's been uh, 2020. Just before we wrap up then, um, some stuff... Okay. Uh, stuff that we're cautiously cautiously optimistic about or how would you say looking forward to in 2021 with the 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 covid caveat let's see well you know because we have learned that plans aren't actually real things and like so let's just stop the podcast now. (laughs) we should just not make plans ever and live floating around (laughs) from moment to moment with no idea what's going to happen next like 2020 yeah uh, no, but in all seriousness, well, I think we've mentioned already, but I guess the big thing for us, and probably in terms of you who are listening, is home assignment. We're, 
Uh, God willing, we're going to be back in the UK from probably April or May. We're hoping we're we're still uh, we still need to confirm that, but we'd be home for about three months. Um, we, you know, we have loved moving to Santa Cruz. It really, for all that this year's been hard, coming through to Santa Cruz has really given us a new lease of life in ministry. Um, we feel so at home here. We feel it's just the perfect place for us. All that said. We're very tired, and I think that just shows how in need we are of uh, just some time away from the field. Yeah, we're due home for home assignment, which means yeah. that, you know, church visits, if mm-hmm. churches are open again in the UK. So, I don't know, send an email if you're interested in booking us. For sure, <laughs> absolutely. And and if you just want to hang out with us, make, uh, yes. make contact, and yeah, we, we'll be well up for that. You know, obviously... COVID depending. You will all have vaccines by then maybe and we will not. Mm, we'll see. Yeah, that, that's probably the biggest that's probably the biggest motivator to get to UK uh, by spring next year. Anyway, yeah, and I know Amanda is hoping to maybe get to Canada as well, but we just need to play that one by year. Depends on quarantining rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and elsewhere, well school, uh, in terms of school, Sam obviously will continue with kindergarten in August. Assuming things are back to normal, we don't know if they will be, but he's he's going to be starting full day. Well, I guess he'll be starting it anyway, won't he? Virtually. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um, the school has confirmed that the month of January will continue to be online. Mm-hmm. And then depending on what happens with the second wave in the Ministry of Education, he might go back to class maybe every other day, semi-presencial. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. February is still kind of up in the air. January is still confirmed as online. So that's fun. We'll more, see how that goes. More online schooling. You know, maybe we'll hear a bit from Sam at the end of this podcast, if I can convince him to say a few words. That'd be nice. I think a lot of people have been asking for that. So really? stay tuned. If, you, if, you're, if you've made it to 38 minutes, then I think you can make it to... One hour thirty-eight. Just kidding. We're almost done. Yeah, yeah. People have been asking for that. Yeah, people. The, yeah, Amanda has cut off all contact from the world. I didn't know people wrote to us yeah. about the podcast. Yeah, they they don't all hate it. Um, and uh, yeah, just ministry-wise, I think we're we really are just about done here in terms of church. Um, yeah, we've got we we've made a few. There's been a few changes of our board recently, uh, and. There's been some sort of legal requirements expected of us in the last little while, but it's actually given us the opportunity to, I think, really think a bit more deeply about who we are, where we want to go, how we want to better structure things. So that's going to be something I imagine is going to be quite a big thing in in 2021 for the church, uh, which, you know, is going to be quite, it's quite daunting, but quite exciting too. Uh, we're, we're, I know there's been talk of maybe having a new Langham Level 1, whether that's virtual or, or in person. So we're, we're, that means a, a new, basically a new group of, of Langham preachers. And we know there's a lot of interest in, in the churches based on uh, the work that's been done so far. So that's something cool to look forward to. And with Latin Link, with our, our mission, I think probably the big thing that's going to mm-hmm. dominate in 2021 is actually 2022. Specifically, uh, January 2022, when uh, we are going to be hosting... I think it's February. Is it February? Oh. Anyway, we're going to be hosting the what's called the International Assembly, uh, which is held every four years. And we in Bolivia, and specifically we in Santa Cruz, have the great honour 
uh, of hosting that event, uh, all things going well. Yes, because I have so much experience organizing an event for 200 and something people. Uh, I have never done that in my life before, so we will. But it's a team effort. Key, so. Keyword being we, yes, team effort. Team exactly. effort. We will figure this out. And then obviously it really depends on, again, COVID stuff. Yeah. Through how that develops throughout the year. But I know that right now the mission is still planning to go ahead with the International Assembly, assuming that in another full year's time, mm. the world will have got itself sorted, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, hoping this Oxford vaccine can get approved and over here, because it, it still seems the kind of the leading candidate for a country like Bolivia. Okay, um, well that really is it uh, for now and for the year. Um, so thank you for sticking with us in terms of the podcast this year. I know that certainly, <laughs> certainly for a good six months or so, these were. I don't think sporadic's even the word. I think they're just pretty much non-existent. They were non-existent. Yep. And we're sorry. I, as you know, I mean, I was burnt out in bed just lying there. So I yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't have had anything interesting to say. Mm. Could have had an interview with you in bed, like sort of John and Yoko. No, never mind. Anyway, uh, we've got here. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. I think it was Shania Twain who put it that way. The great philosopher. Um, wonderful woman. Anyway, here we are. And uh, I think in all seriousness, we want to thank you uh, not just for listening, but above all for praying uh, and for, yeah, yeah, standing in the gap for us. Absolutely. Um, you know, we know it was a hard year for everyone. This is not us just whining about our year. It no. was hard for everyone and mm. it was hard for everyone in different ways. Um, but everyone, you know, stuck with us. Um, I don't think we lost any financial support. No, I don't think we did. And that is such a huge blessing to have financial supporters who, when things got hard from them, continued to make supporting us a priority. And we really appreciate that and um, value all of you. Yes, very much. Thank you so much to everyone. We are we're greatly touched by, by everything you do for us and, and those of you who I know promote uh, our ministry and in churches and things um so thank you to you and and thank you to god for who ultimately sustained us through this year uh to him alone be the glory and yeah let's uh let's see how 2021 goes yeah merry christmas merry christmas have a happy new year happy new year see you in 2021 god bless bye bye Merry Christmas everyone, have a good day and have a good present that you have. For more information on ourselves or our ministry, please visit our website at cromandaham.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Los Cunningham.